Happy Easter, she watchable Feels listeners. Quite late this. Year. I think it is. it is. I think it is quite yeah. late. Yeah. Uh, have we not had Easter yet? I've been eating Easter eggs for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's, it's Easter this weekend. Oh, brilliant! Um, Even more Easter eggs. So uh, it's uh, it's time for the April she watchable podcast. Yeah. Um, we just to clarify, uh, we are Betty and Rita. We have. No qualifications uh, in uh, in film studies. You, oh, no, you have a certificate. I've got a certificate. I've got yeah. a certificate, but yeah. I didn't really I, do that. I course. did slightly more of the course than you, you did, did, I think. But we've got the certificates and that's what counts. We do. Yeah. Uh, no one can take those away. <laughs> <laughs> They've tried, but they can't. They're not having them, not no. having them back. Proud. Um, so we have no qualifications other than a burning desire to natter about films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And specifically British and international films, just basically non Hollywood films. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, this month we decided we, we'll be glad to know, you'll be relieved to know we're not doing a, an Easter themed film. No, we're not actually, we're, no. We're because it came down to Hop, I think, or Peter Rabbit. <laughs> so we, mm-hmm. which one would you have picked out of those two just out of interest? I think Hop. Yeah, Hop. Despite the fact that I'm not actually sure if it's a British film. Yeah, I don't know, maybe Watership Down. We could have done Watership Down. Ooh. It's rabbit themed. It's definitely British. Yeah, okay. It's a little bit grim. It is rather grim. Yeah, but we could have done that. But we're not. We're not doing No, that. we're not we're doing, doing the rabbit-themed nope. film. Um, we, we, we wandered off... Uh, we, we went away from British films last month. We went month. on holiday. We went on holiday, we yes, did. Yes, we went to Gay Paris. Yes, we did, with Amelie. Oh, it was lovely. I enjoyed it. Was. it. Thank you. Thank yes. you for taking me to Paris. It was a lovely trip. <laughs> Um, but we're back. We're back in Blighty, aren't we? Mm-hmm. We are back on British soil. Firmly back in Blighty. Firmly on British soil. Yes. Yeah. So, what are we doing? What are we doing this month? <laughs> okay, we're doing a Hard Day's Night. We are the Beatles' first feature film. It is. Yeah, uh, filmed in 1964. Unbelievably. Yes. I know. Um, when even I wasn't born. Even you were you, born. You actually thought for a minute then, didn't you? No, you I was just, just thinking. For a no, second. Do you know? <laughs> um, my brain is just so confused with going. No, I, I wasn't born either. No, I wasn't born. No, no definitely not. I definitely wasn't. It feels like. I, I don't know. I feel I've loved this film from being a little girl. Okay. So I was introduced to it at a very young age. Right. By my big sister. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. That's what I think. That's why I was going. Was I born when it came out? Yes, no, I but wasn't. You definitely no, weren't. I wasn't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was 1964 when it was released. Um, it's got a 12 rating on the DVD, but on oh, IMDb okay. it's PG. So I don't know Ooh. if it's been like downgraded at some point or if it's because of the extras that it's a 12 on the DVD. Oh, okay. There's a little discrepancy there. Footnote. To further muddy the waters, a BBFC report from the 1984 video release gives the film a U certificate, the problematic phrase get knotted having been removed at an earlier date. The PG and 12 ratings seem to be purely related to the different bonus material on the subsequent releases. So now you know. Anyway, it's family friendly. Well, it is. It is family friendly. Um... Well, let's do this now then. Let, let's. The the only thing that I would say that is unusual mm-hmm. about it, and possibly just mm-hmm. possibly mm-hmm. not family friendly, is um, the Beatles do an awful lot of smoking. Yeah, they do an awful lot of smoking. They and do. John Lennon does does this little um, sniffing. He does Pepsi, not Coke. It's Pepsi. It is Pepsi, not Coke. <laughs> he does a little joke where yes. he alludes to perhaps illegal drug use. Yes, let's say yes. Um, and I and it just made me think, not necessarily that it would influence. Well, no, maybe it would. And I don't think if they made that film now, I don't think there'd be any question of any members of a boy band smoking when the that or even pretending to snort Pepsi. Even, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, when they're so influential over uh-huh, those like yeah. bless them those, those teenage girls. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. That it I is. think we could go down a rabbit hole with this because I feel like I'm about to get my soapbox out about current music videos made by female artists. Yeah, and how yeah. Anyway, that's a rabbit yes, hole. That I know it it's is. Easter, but let's not go let's there. Let's not go down the rabbit <laughs> hole. Um, but yeah, that was the only thing yeah. I thought. Yeah, of course. 
when we talk about Having can you watch that, though, I, I watched it when I was a little girl. It never made me go, I want to smoke or no, I want to snort cool. Pepsi. No, well, why would you? No. Yeah. Pepsi Max every day. Yeah, yeah. love Pepsi Max. Yeah. Cherry Pepsi definitely. Max oh, yeah, all the way. Definitely. Um, we wandered off there. That's not right, of course. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, so it's a 12 slash PG. We, we, we don't know. We don't know. It's somewhere <laughs> Frank, around We there. frankly don't know. Yeah. Um, so it was based around the Beatles' third studio, studio album. Am I right? Yeah, I think so. And it was originally kind of like a lost leader. Mm-hmm. It was conceived as the film was like an advert for the... For the for the music, yeah, which is which is strange because it's kind of the same thing that happens now, where yeah, you know I suppose it is. the music isn't just the music, the music is either an advert for a tour mm-hmm. or you know the, it's a whole industry, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's not just about that that disc. Yeah, it's about the advertising and the marketing. And yeah, because United Artists it. just thought they were going to make a packet of money off distributing the music from yes. the film, didn't uh-huh. they? Distributing the album. And I think they spent like half a... Was it half a million? Um, it, yeah, it wasn't... It was about £500,000, I think, to make yeah. the film. And they weren't expecting to make that back no. from the film. Yeah. But they ended up making like £8 million in its first week or something. Yeah. So that's pretty insane. It is. And, it is. you know, yay for the studio. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And unsurprisingly... They made a few more. Yeah, which I'm very happy about. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was kind of... It wasn't expected to do very well, mm-hmm. um, as you said, but it's actually, um, if we're looking at um, IMDb score and critical reception, yeah. it's got 7.6 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. I'd say I'd give it higher, but uh, I'm a... Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go a little bit lower. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit lower. Uh, but what do I know? Because um, many film critics love this film, mm. uh, including Roger Ebert. I, yeah, I read that, that it was in like, one of his films to watch before you die yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I um, was like, oh, OK. Interesting. Yeah. Um, it was nominated for two Oscars. Yeah. Uh, for screenplay and score. Screenplay, we'll come back to that. Um <laughs> And it's number seven on Rotten Tomatoes' list of top 100 musicals and performing arts music, mu- movies. That seems That's to me respectable. To say. Isn't it? Very respectable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, it's, I think it was number six, but it's been edged out recently by La La Land. Oh, I'll allow that. just gone in above it. I will allow that. Yeah. Um, there's some good films on that list. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say... Let's uh, have a look at that. Once is on the list. No. <laughs> Um, and is that above Hard Day's Night? No. Oh, good. no, it's not. It's not <laughs> fa- It's about 39, I think. So there's some sense It's about 38, 39. <laughs> um, but uh, also, Anvil, the story of Anvil. Right. Have okay. you seen that? No. That is amazing. And that's I've pretty high up. Okay. It's essentially a film that it's about uh, a, a heavy metal band called Anvil and mm-hmm. their tour. Mm-hmm. And at times, it's proper spinal tap. Right. You know, okay. you're really watching it. If you didn't know, you would be thinking. Surely this isn't. So is it a proper a, legit like proper documentary, legit documentary about a real band? It's a legit doing documentary real about a real band doing real stuff. Oh, okay, now but I'm it's, intrigued. It's so spinal tap. It's <laughs> but it's, it's really heartwarming as well. I won't tell you about oh, the whole thing. Okay. But yeah, if if it's knocking about, oh, but yeah, that's quite high up on the list. Sadly, Spice World does not make the top hundred. Darn it! Sorry about that. Oh, do you want to guess what's number one? Oh, um, out of like all musicals, all and, mus- and music musicals and performing films. arts movies. Um, I want to say I'm got West Side Story. No, it's on the list. Certainly the the 1960s version. Oh, go on, that's not the top. Go on, man. Wizard of Oz. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wizard Fair of Oz. Enough. This is Rotten Tomatoes, so obviously this is based on ratings yeah rather than critical reception yes but um yeah wizard of oz oh nice there you go so so point is it's very well received yeah this film mm-hmm. yeah well i think uh, i might be wrong it's maybe in part directed very well it's richard yeah. lester directing yes. and yeah. he's got some good credits to his name absolutely some top-notch yeah. credits to his name yes so yeah maybe you know they picked the right director for the film to start with. Definitely. Always helps. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if you read about the um, his kind of background up to this point. No, I, don't, I hadn't actually. No, I've not read anything. You see, right, so full disclosure, mm-hmm. um, first viewing, mm-hmm. obviously you watched it as a nipper. Yes. And many times And many since. times since. Yeah. Uh, my first viewing was last month when I had COVID. Y- yes. Um, so... <laughs> 
in my but, effort to cheer you up, here, have some Beatles films and watch but them in and all tell fairness, me you love them. Because everyone loves it, it's something I've always wanted to okay. get. It's, it's on my list of things to get around to see. I would say, you know, is it rewatchable? I've watched it a couple of times. Um, I kind of enjoyed it. I'm not up there with Roger Ebert. It's not my, it's not mm-hmm. my favourite film. It's not my favourite musical. Mm-hmm. But um, I enjoyed it. But once I started looking at, like you say, the... The, the the things that went behind the scenes mm-hmm. um, and why it was made and who it was made by, it started to get a bit more interesting. Yeah. Um, and the first time I watched it, I thought, oh, these these lads are getting on my nerves. <laughs> um, because it's really kind of... It's, it's really childish. Goofy. It's childish it's so and goofy. Childish. Exactly, yeah. Um, and that got on my nerves a little bit. Um, but when I started looking into... Um, Richard Lester's past, mm-hmm. what, he'd, what he'd done before this, it all started to make a bit more sense because he he did the uh, the Goon Show, right? Um, none of which still exist mm-hmm. because they didn't used to record them uh, in they those days. Over things. Exactly. So um, so we'd done the Goon Show TV programs um, with Peter Sellers, mm-hmm. and then they did a, a short film called, I think, the Running, Jumping and Standing Still film. Right. Um, which is a short film. And that was nominated for an Oscar. And it was ridiculous. It was it's slapstick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just people falling over and, you know, making uh, bad decisions and, yeah. and whatnot. And it got nominated for Now, when I'd learned about that... Yeah. It, uh, the style of this exactly, film Exactly. Hard Day's Night oh, okay. started to yeah. make sense. And obviously we know that George Harrison has got a funny bone because mm-hmm. he was linked to... Last year's Easter film, Life of Brian. Yeah. Um, so obviously the Beatles had brought him on board mm-hmm. um, because they knew that he would make the kind of film that they wanted to make. Kind yeah. Of silly. It was like that Carry On style. Yeah. It yeah. was just popular British, like comedy, wasn't it? Yeah. I guess. Like slightly and, surreal. And they've taken. Yeah, they've taken a lot of influence from that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I see I know yeah, I can see why me watching it as a kid is right up my street comedy. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey mister, can we can have, have a ball back? back? <laughs> and then the ridiculousness of them suddenly being outside the train on the bike exactly. doing that is yeah, like yeah. absolutely hysterical. Yes. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, um, no, I completely get that. I completely get that. And but I, yeah, I can see why it was a bit like irritating. Yes. At first you're like, Come on guys, you're fully grown men. Exactly. What are you doing? Exactly. But yeah. no, once you put it into it, you know, what if you take it on its own merit, Merit. Yeah. On its own merits, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would imagine with more rewatches, it would get more enjoyable. Yeah. Actually. Do you think having... Because I know that you watched Help as well. Yes, I did, yes. And I know that this was your choice out of the two of them because you really <laughs> didn't like did Help. did not like Help. Too much. Do you Very reckon much. you might enjoy it a little bit more, like having done some research into I'm this not, or not really? I'm not sure. Help was longer. Mm. Um, and I really had difficulty dealing with the Indian um, stereotype mm. um, characters. Yes. I know it's of its time, it, yeah. but it's hard to watch, isn't it? Yeah. It's really hard to watch. Well, yeah, there are things that are definitely yeah. of their time. And yeah. Now you, I think Tropic Thunder probably ended. <laughs> <laughs> ended yes. the... I think it did. Uh, ...jokes. Yeah. At other people's expenses in that way and things. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what I did like about help, I know we're not discussing help, but I like mm-hmm. I like the house. I really like the house yeah. where they all live in. Yeah. Yes, I love that. that. That's fab. I love the little old ladies watching them go into the house as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just such a cute scene. But um yes, this this was my this was my Beatles film of choice. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, well. so you say it's rewatchable, how many times do you reckon you've watched it? Um I reckon maybe I probably watched it on repeat when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like it probably over twenty times I reckon in my life. Yeah, because I, I must have rewatched it a lot when I was a kid. Even just rewinding certain scenes, I yes. remember just doing that on VHS. On VHS, on VHS. wow! I can't even remember if it was like a proper bought VHS or if we'd did recorded you, you it record off the TV. It? You can normally yeah. remember the adverts that were on before it or, or whatnot. Yeah, I don't remember adverts in it, so maybe it was a proper real VHS. Real live VHS, yeah. wow. Yeah, thanks Big Sis for buying it and letting me pinch it. <laughs> so which scenes were you rewinding and rewatching? So, I, uh, yeah, I did struggle to pick favourite scenes out because I can find something to, like, really love in all of them. But yeah. the bathtub scene always cracks me up. Yeah. And I definitely rewatched that a few times just because you're like, 
again, when I was a kid, trying to figure out how did John get out of the bathtub? <laughs> <laughs> how did he get out of the bathtub without being seen? Um, special effects. Uh, yeah, special effects. They just shrank him. <laughs> <laughs> like they do with Paul in Help. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the bathtub scene is hilarious. And also the fact that, like, George is teaching Shake to... That, I love that, yeah, I've written down, yeah, the safety razor scene, yeah, just yeah, because it's so ridiculous. It is ridiculous, yeah. uh, cue me getting my dad's shaving foam on the mirror upstairs in the bathroom and just drawing her face on like that. Well, at least you weren't attempting you to, to shave you know. yourself no, with the safety razor, that. that would be no, terrifying. No, I was not doing that. <clears throat> but yeah, that's one I'm at, yeah, I enjoyed that. It, it is a funny scene. Um, I love the jailbreak towards the end of the film when they yeah. go to get Ringo, because... Uh, sorry, spoiler alert, Ringo gets kind of arrested does, for doing yeah, nothing. Yeah. But <laughs> for being a drummer. For, yeah, for being yeah. a drummer, for being a moody drummer. <laughs> we could all get arrested <laughs> for this. As far as I'm aware, it's not a crime yet. <laughs> Maybe it should be. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I love that because it kind of like hits of uh, like the Benny Hill sort of um, yeah. yakety sack sort of chase scenes and things you know where everything's sped up and it's all just completely goofy it's like uh, the bit in v for vendetta yes as well actually, like, yeah it they is. do that on the satire yeah. show don't they you know um, where everyone's chasing each other in mm-hmm. circles and it's all just completely ridiculous i love it when they run back into the police station <laughs> and they all just need a breather at the desk <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they go again yeah it's just Hilarious. Yeah, it's like yeah. a Keystone Cops kind yeah. of thing, isn't it? Yeah. I will stop there because otherwise I'll probably end up naming every scene. <laughs> what about you? Well, you I think, no, face? genuinely, my, I mean, I, I like I like Ringo going off and having this little little breakdown by yeah. the uh, <laughs> by, by the Thames. But um, oh, George and the, um, what Wikipedia describes as trendmongers, which I thought was oh, a yeah. wonderful uh, That word. is a good way. That is it. my, I think that's my favourite. Yeah. I did watch that a few times. It is very funny. Um, because it's so, like, topical as well, mm-hmm. where you've got this, this woman who, uh, she's a trendsetter. It's her profession. Yeah. She's essentially an influencer, mm-hmm. um, you know. Yeah. To imagine, I mean, these days I have difficulty uh, figuring out that, that that's a job. Yes. Being an influencer. Yeah. But I this was 1964. I believe so, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, 1964. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was somebody's job. Yeah. They're basically an influencer. And she was so disposable because in that scene yes. they're talking about in three weeks' time. Exactly. Like, she might not be the it girl anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, disposable person. Yeah. On to the next one. So, yeah, I think the scene's really funny. Yeah. Um, but also, I just think it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. It's, well, things don't change. No, they don't. Things they don't just get a bit smart and... Yeah. But it's... Smart- all basically about making people buy, want to buy things that they don't want and that are grotty. Mm-hmm. Grotty. 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 <laughs> Excellent oh, no. word. I love the word. Apparently, well, some people say it was coined by the film. Apparently so, grotty. yeah. I think there's some uh, some controversy about that's true or not. Like, it is, yeah. yeah. And I've never even thought about it being grotesque. Mm-mm. No, me neither. No. Just grotty, grotty as in yeah. rough. Exactly. Rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- those, I think, are my, are my favourite scenes. Mm-hmm. I do, I've got to have a little quick mention for um, John and Millie in the corridor. That whole conversation is absolutely ridiculous. Where she stops him and says, yeah. oh, you're not, are you? Yeah. You look just like him. And he's like, and he's no idea who she's talking about. And she <laughs> clearly has no idea who she's talking about, really. Do you not think? I mean, I think she I'm does, but she, then she just doesn't. She thinks that he's John Lennon. And he's kind of pretending that he's not. And then the irony yeah. is that at the end of it, she says, no, you're right, you don't look anything like him. Yeah, but then there's the bit in the middle where, like, he makes out, like, there's rumours about her and this person that she thinks he is. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... Who are they talking about? Yeah, exactly. But then at the end he so says... funny. He says, um, she looks more like him than I do. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, love the ludicrousness. Funny. It's like, it's so showbiz, that conversation. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yes. Um, and then Ringo in the pub, <laughs> just causing havoc. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got some. Um, I've got some favourite lines mm-hmm. that are in some of those scenes. But um, but we'll come back to it because we haven't talked about how British it is. Oh, we've not. No, I'm sorry. Um, and uh, I put first. I put 100 percent British. Mm-hmm. Funded by funded in the UK. Um, filmed in the UK mm-hmm. in around London. British cast. Yeah. And then I discovered that Richard Lester was born in the US. 
Was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But if you look if you look him up on the internet, mm-hmm. it always says American born director based in the UK. Right, okay. So he, he's Yeah. We're having him. Yeah. We're, we're claiming him. It's not his he's fault. Based in, of course, <laughs> yeah. We've all got to be born somewhere and yes. you know, it's not it's not up to us, is no. it? You know. I blame his parents. <laughs> but um yeah, so it's it's ninety nine percent British, I mm-hmm. suppose. Mm-hmm. Did you get um, a degree of Richard Curtis? So, in true <laughs> Betty fashion, I did not remember to do this part of my homework <laughs> until I was driving <laughs> just, over uh, him and suddenly went... Mark you down I know, there. yeah. Um, but I reckon I've got one. Mm-hmm. I reckon I've got one, OK? I, I tried to come up with one pretty quick, right, okay. pretty sharpish. So, bear with me on this. So, obviously, Hard Day's Night has got John Lennon in it. Yes. And John Lennon didn't just act in Beatles films. Did he not? No. No? Well, do you know what? It came as a bit of a surprise to me because <laughs> I actually thought that all he'd really done was, like, acting yes, in yeah. Beatles films. But I it turns would, out he I'll actually go had a, a good go at acting oh, okay. and other things, too. So, he was in a film called... I think it was called How I Won the War. Right. Which sort of um, seems like a bit of a another... British comedy. I uh-huh. apologise if it's not. It's just looking at the cast. Yeah. I feel like it is. Um, it's got Roy Kinnear in it. Right, okay. And he's got a famous acting son. He who does. Is Rory Kinnear. Yes. Um, Rory Kinnear was in James Bond films. Yes, he was. With Ben Whishaw. Yes. And Ben Whishaw. I see where you're going with this. Boyce yeah. Paddington. Yeah. yeah. And in Paddington 2, Hugh Grant. He is, is indeed. He's the baddie, if I remember right. He way. is, yes. And Hugh Grant, obviously, for what is in a funeral. There we go. Richard Curtis. Yeah. I'm not sure how many degrees that is. Please nobody but... check this. <laughs> <laughs> so no one fact checks on this on this. Don't, don't fact it's fine. check me. It's fine. No one, no one will notice. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got two, but one of them's a bit of a cheat. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of them's like okay. rock solid. One of them I'm not sure if you're going to allow. Okay. I'm sure I will, but go on. Right. But it's a, it's a dead simple one. So, John Lennon, mm-hmm. I'm doing uh, inverted commas here. Yeah. John Lennon, the character. Right. Is, spoiler alert, in the film Yesterday. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen it? No. Oh, it's good. It's good. I do want to watch it. So, yeah, it, sorry, I've just spoiled that for you. But, um, yes, uh, John Lennon is played by Robert Carlyle. Right, okay. Um, in Yesterday, which is obviously written by Richard Curtis. Oh, okay. So yeah, you know, yeah, it's a bit tenuous. It's it not actual little. John Lennon, but you know, yeah. So that's that's that fair enough. Okay, but I've got a rock yeah. solid one anyway. So Richard Lester controversially mm-hmm. directed Superman two. Yes. Um. Well, the first the original cut. Yes, the yeah. cinematic cut, uh, which starred Terence Stamp mm-hmm. as General Zod. Yes. Yes. Uh, as an aside, right, am I wrong or is Terence Stamp, like, quite hot? Is he one of those, like, you know, older, older men? Yeah, that, like, no, I would I say, yeah, eyes. he is quite hot. I think it's the yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's that's an aside. Uh, <laughs> just checking, it wasn't just me. No, that's it's not okay. just you. That's no, right. it is. Um, so he played against type as a grumpy old curmudgeon in uh, Grey Pound Pleaser Song for Marion. Right, OK. Um, alongside Gemma Arterton. Right. She plays the yeah. choir director. Uh-huh. Um, Gemma Arterton plays Desiree in The Boat That Rocked, which is written oh, and directed oh, by Richard well Curtis. So that nice. one's rock solid. That is yeah. rock solid, yeah. and it's not treading on... It's not going like through any other paths. ground that we've... No, no. We've yeah. before, so... Yay! There we go. Nice. So some of the older films are quite difficult, aren't they? Yeah, but, they are. Yeah. That, so that took a while, mm. but we got there. Mm-hmm. So the cast... Um, the cast of uh, of Hard Day's Night are obviously the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, I love at the end of the film in the credits, by the way, that it says that Ringo was played by Richard Stark. <laughs> yes, and it actually names each of them as playing brilliant. their characters. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm fairly certain the audience get that. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's probably kind of in keeping with the madcap. Um, yeah, maybe. Told you hope so. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you'd like so. Um, so, yeah, so apart from them, mm-hmm. you've got um, John Junkin, who's one of those people that was in everything on British TV yeah. at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, 
He plays Jake, the roadie. Mm -hmm. And he's based on a real-life guy called Mal Evans, who was the roadie. Right, The Beatles roadie. Um, He um, sadly passed away. um, And he wrote what sounds like a very interesting um, autobiography about his time with the Beatles, which might be worth a look. Um, Because, yeah, apparently he wasn't, like, the best roadie in the world. Oh, Um, (laughs) yeah. So, really, Shake is... Very Indeed. much based yeah, on yeah. him, then. but he's actually in it. He actually has a cameo. Oh, wow. I think he's carrying a double bass or something. Okay. Um, so it's interesting to think that he's actually based on yeah. someone that they that they worked with. Um, and Norm obviously playing the uh, mm-hmm. tour manager. Yeah. Um, you got Wilfred Bramble playing Paul's other granddad. Mm-hmm. His other granddad. His other granddad. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone's entitled to two, you know. That's well, quite right, though. Apparently. Yeah. It's factually yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, and then, I, and I didn't realise this until I was watching the extras. Uh-huh. Lionel Blair. Have, have I just blown your mind? See the dancer He's on stage. Of course, Lionel Blair. Actual Lionel Blair. I don't know. I was trying to figure out why he was in the extras, wow. and I thought, oh, I wonder if he did the choreography. <laughs> I was like, oh no, that's oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There you go, Lionel Blair. Nice. And he made that choreography up on the spot. Apparently. Oh, I bet they did. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Makes you sick. Some people just got too much talent. It does, because if I tried to do that, I would look like John does in that scene where he's <laughs> taking the mick out of them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Wilfred Bramble, who had been in Steptoe and Son, basically, mm-hmm. up to them, which is why everyone keeps saying... <laughs> it's very, it's clean, very clean, though. It's very clean. Very clean, yes. Yeah. 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 I really didn't that. get that when I was a kid. I was no. like, I don't get this joke, but it's very funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know if American audiences would have got that. Because obviously they had their own version of Steptoe and Son, didn't they? Oh, yes. Um, I don't know if... I can't remember same... what it was called. No. Yeah. I don't know if they used the same catchphrase. So mm-hmm. they may not have got that. Footnotes. The US version of Steptoe and Son was called Sanford and Son. And although Lamont does call Fred a dirty old man on one occasion, presumably as an in-joke to those familiar with the original series, the big catchphrase was really, you big dummy. Wilfred Bramble was only 50 when the first series of Steptoe and Son started filming and 62 when the eighth series wrapped in 1974. He was 52 at the time of filming A Hard Day's Night. This information will come in handy later. Um, So, yeah, Richard Lester, one of his first films... As mm-hmm. director, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as, as you as you point out, and and I didn't really realise this when I watched it the first time. He is credited with inventing some of these camera techniques, right? Okay. But when you kind of look back with our kind of eyes that are used to watching MTV and you know music videos and whatnot, mm-hmm. we just think that kind of thing's always been around. Yeah, that kind of handheld, mm-hmm. you know, shaky interviewing style and. Jump cut. Someone said he invented jump cuts, but I think Jean-Luc Godard will have something to say about yeah, that. Fair yeah, I think other people have, have actually done that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of people do say that, you know, they, oh, they yeah, credit this enough. film and, and his direction in particular mm-hmm. with basically inventing that whole style of, of filming. Right. So go, Richard. That's Lester. a good credit to have. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Um, in other uh, crew, uh, Gilbert Taylor, who was the uh, director of photography, mm-hmm. um, he was also a DP on The Omen, Flash Garden, and a little sci-fi film called Star Wars. So <laughs> yeah. he did all right for himself. Yeah, he did. He went on he to do okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although apparently he, he does he does confess in, in in one of the DVD extras that he had to take benzodrine throughout the shoot because he was very very busy. Indeed. So he is essentially Victor Spinetti's character. Yes, I think so. I think so. (laughs) Saying, and he tranquilizes. (laughs) Oh, bless. Yeah. So go for him. Yeah. But in the, it's it's really, um, it's great watching the extras Mm because you've got these like proper old men just talking about doing drugs, working on a Beatles film. <laughs> it just seems totally incongruous, you know. But, yeah, um, you'd expect that on not like the later films, maybe. <laughs> possibly, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. So, uh, some some people with good pedigrees, or who yeah, actually fair. went on to do uh, mm-hmm. other stuff. Um, and it all started here. There nice. you go. Uh, is it a bit far-fetched? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, yes. But I, I reckon, like, quite... A lot of it. You wish it were far-fetched, but yeah. it's not. It probably isn't, you know. Yeah. I mean, 
I like the bit where I haven't written it down as a favourite line, but when Paul's granddad says, you know, you, you've, you're supposed to have brought me out, but I've been from a train to a room, from a room to a room. Yeah. <laughs> and you think, well, you know what? That's kind of how it is Yeah. for big bands, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They go to these places and they can't go out because yeah. they get mobbed everywhere and they just go from room to room. Mm-hmm. From um, press junket to press junket and concert and back to your hotel. And... Exactly. On your plane to your next job or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit sad, Hello, Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it probably isn't that far-fetched. Obviously, there are some quite surreal bits in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, we talked about, like, the slapstick and all the cops running round and whatnot. But, actually, yeah. as as two days in the life of the Beatles, it's probably not far off. Yeah, I think um, it was inspired by, um, like, a tour they were doing in right. France. Yeah. Or, Europe, or just uh-huh. Europe in general. But I yeah. think... These um, like the writers sort of went to them in, um, in France yeah. and sort of looked at what was going on and was like, "We could make a film out of this." Yeah. It's like a sort of real life look, yeah, of what it's like to be a Beatle. But yeah, apparently this is this is it. It's just like being mobbed. Yeah. How do you do a gig with like just? thousands of girls screaming so loud and fainting left right and center and like how do you actually concentrate and do that gig? i don't know they must have had very very good monitors yeah um, you'd hope so yeah because otherwise you wouldn't be able to hear yourself think would you no because i mean that broadcasting house as well is it doesn't look huge does it it looks no. like a, it's decent theater size but oh yeah. my goodness me that noise must be deafening yeah uh, I know the, the people saying that, you know, they, they went to Beatles gigs and just couldn't hear any of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd just be so of, upsetting. Oh, I know. I'd be like, stop me, man. Like, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? It's bizarre, isn't it? Apparently in the be... cinema when they were showing the film. Yeah. It, the cinema's performances, that like a lot of them were bizarre. ruined by like people just screaming and yeah. singing over the top of it in the cinema. And it's like... We need to have a word about etiquette in the cinema, definitely. guys. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely breaking the code. Definitely breaking the code. But even at a concert. I mean, I don't go to too many pop concerts these days. <laughs> but, you know, I don't recall screaming. No? Uh, you know, and I've been seeing new kids on the block. You know, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't recall. I don't recall. Wild not, gigs. Not of my own volition. I have to just put that in there. But um, <laughs> I don't recall there being so much screaming that you can't hear the band. No. I went watching Take That. It wasn't that bad. I mean, you know. Well, the was... concert wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I believe, the, the I believe they're very, very accomplished. <laughs> the crowds. <laughs> um, what's next on my list? Is there any running and is there any good food? I've got quite a bit of running. There's a heck of a lot of running. Yeah. Um, sort of kudos to, like, literal Strava kudos to Wilfred <laughs> yes. Bramble. His running in this is like like Olympic sprint standard yeah. running. I, mean, I don't know how old he was in this film, but I'm guessing he's one of those people that's always looked old. Yeah. I bet he's not, you know. I bet, he's not, I bet he's not as old as you think. Yeah, maybe, maybe. He's like probably... Clive Dunn in... Dad's out. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. He's just good at playing the old character. Yes. But it's not really. I bet. Yeah. Maybe. Further research necessary. Yeah. Because mm. he, he proper sprints. He yeah. Pegs it out of that police station. He does. Up yeah. to the broadcasting yeah. place and yeah, like crazy. Yeah. Shakes yeah, there out. is a lot of Shakes running. Um, there's lots of running uh, towards the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Lots of running away from <laughs> the people running towards the Beatles. Yes. Yeah. Um, and lots of running around the park. Yeah. But. Not John Lennon. No, apparently not. No, no, because no. there's no close-ups. Is it Cat by Me Love? Yeah, that, Cat yeah, by yeah. Me yeah. Um, Sorry, I'll stop singing. <laughs> there's no need for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so he wasn't available, so there's no close-ups of John Lennon on that mm-hmm. field, because he wasn't there. Yeah. He had a, had a double. Well, a, you know, very good job double. Definitely. I didn't know this until no. very recently, no, and now doing research for the podcast. The film is entirely ruined. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. And then we're going to be able to watch that scene the same. I'm going to be like, it's that's not, not John, That's though. not even John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> I know, DVD extras have got some stuff to answer for, haven't they? Yeah, they really do. Yeah. As does IMDb. Mm, <laughs> indeed, yeah. Um, good food. The sandwiches, but they all look a bit rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Is that George's picnic on the on the train? So you got a picnic on the train? No, I was thinking like Ringo's sandwich in the pub. Does George have, does George have food? I think yet? so. I've, I've written it down, oh, so it okay, must have, um, yeah. you know, 
But I, I, I'm, I'm imagining it was Maybe those train. sandwiches Maybe were okay. Possible. Well, he brought Ringo's curly they, sandwich doesn't look very... Um, if they were National Rail sandwiches, probably not. <laughs> in the 60s. He packed them himself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, milking a carton out of a machine. I know. What about? was that about? That's weird. Yeah. I've seen a juice carton like that before. Yeah. With orange juice in that yeah. was like that yeah. kind of like triangular... Jubbly kind yeah. of... Yeah. Yeah. But That's not milk. One. That's weird. Yeah. Um, there's lots of nibbles, but not a lot of actual good honest grub. Yeah, I mean, there's like the canopy trees, but they never they never actually get any. Get any yeah. yeah, which is like devastating. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there's lots of champagne. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've written down. Where's the rider? Well, you yeah. know, you'd expect. I mean, you would hope that a rider was a thing. You would think, yeah, you would hope so, so. Especially a band like the a band Beatles. Of that size, yeah, you'd think they'd be able to order anything they like. Yeah, just blue M and M's. Footnote, the rider for the 1965 US tour recently appeared on the internet and did not contain any of the outlandish demands we've become accustomed to hearing about. Most of the requests were technical and relate to the stage setup. The only dressing room requirements mentioned are four cots, an ice cooler, mirrors, a TV and clean towels. Famously, the rider explicitly states that they will not play for a segregated audience. The Northern lads have done us proud. Why every time do we talk about riders, I always just go to Blue m and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was, would that be your rider of choice? Or, or no. <laughs> just to make someone... Peanut do. Buster M&M's, yes. Oh, yeah, actually. Mm. Yeah, but if you were doing a tour, you couldn't just survive on Peanut Buster M&M's. No. You'd have to have a salad every now and again. Mm, would I? I think you would. <laughs> yeah, I genuinely think you would. If you had, like, if you had Domino's every night for a week. Oh, I reckon yeah. you'd want a salad. Oh, yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Maybe. I know you're just craving Domino's at the moment because you're on some, like, health kick. But... <laughs> I'm just craving everything. Just food. Just craving everything. Sorry, we'll move on from is there any good food. <laughs> uh, this is why the curly sandwich is so upsetting. <laughs> I just want carbs. <laughs> I just want bread. <laughs> so we will move on to uh, favourite lines. I think I use them in real life. Um, <laughs> come, Ed. Come Ed. Come yeah. Ed. Yeah. That's, yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Norman Rossington, who plays Norm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, inventive <laughs> choice of name. He's a proper scouser. He is a proper He's a full scouser. on scouser. John Junkin yeah. isn't, obviously. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, Norm is a real scouser, you he can tell. Come Ed. Yeah. I do love Come Ed. And it just because, like, it had a bit of a comeback, I would say, in the 90s. I used to remem- I yeah, remember, like, actually, a lot of people yeah. in the 90s saying, Come Ed, lad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Good word. The the one at the at the start of the film. Who's that little old man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when everybody <laughs> shouts it. it. Yeah, yeah. That's great. It and is. I like I like almost everything that George Harrison says in that uh, that scene with the, with the trendmongers. Yeah. Um. The, oh, when, when they ask him about uh, would he be can he read something out? Can he read out an opinion? Uh, well, by all means, I'd be quite prepared for that eventuality. <laughs> I think I am going to actually start using that. <laughs> start saying that all the time. I could see you using that in day to day life. Yeah, yeah. By all means, I'd be quite prepared for that eventually. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you don't see many of these nowadays, do you? I don't even know what it is. I know, yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't either. No. You don't see many. You don't them. see many of them. No, you don't. Um, one that you can't you can't use it in everyday life, but it does make me proper chuckle is Lennon put them girls down, or I'll tell your mother of you. Because <laughs> I'll tell your mother of you was something that I remember hearing. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, it was a saying. Yes, definitely. Used a lot. <clears throat> definitely. But, yeah. Not one you can use every day now. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, moving on to has it dated? Yeah, yeah. It's mm. so bit. dated. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. How old were the Beatles? Well, I, I did, uh, I, I did just look at this. Upsetting. I did look at this. Because, it upset me. So I put, like, it's a film very much of its time where it yes. was considered flattering for fellas to be chasing the girls and yeah. the girls, and mainly there, just to look pretty. Yes. And to, you know, bat their eyelashes at the boys mm-hmm. and get the attention. And it's, yeah, all the girls look like they've come from St Trinian's. They do. And thankfully, they all look like the girls in St Trinian's were the not-school-age-looking <laughs> girls. Yes. Thank goodness. Thankfully, yes, they do all look like they They might in the be 20s. wearing yeah. the schoolgirl outfits, uh-huh. but... Yeah. They, yeah, they all They're look... They're clearly not underage. No. Uh, the Beatles were aged between 21 and 23 when they were filming right. this. Yeah. 
So the implication that they're trying to pull the schoolgirls on the train yeah. is a little unsettling. It is, yeah. But, but like you said, we can see that they're, you know, they're clearly older. Yes. But they're in uniform mm-hmm. and it's a bit unsettling. It is. It's, yeah, it's just got like that creep factor. Yeah, it, it, it has. Yeah, but this again, is what makes hindsight, it a film of its time. Yes, definitely. Because that was thought to be quite flattering. Absolutely, yeah. And I guess it was like, you know, playing on the the their fan base. Their fan base is teenage girls. Would be you're on yes. a train and, and the Paul McCartney just rocks up and starts yeah. trying to you know chat you up. That yeah, was, yeah. But yeah, ick. Mm, yeah, ick's the right word. Ick. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, it has dated. Yeah. Um, um, the police station scene as well. There is... Yeah. There's a, there's a bit of racism going on in there. There is. Um, is Paul's grandfather alluding to being in the IRA? <laughs> yeah. He is, isn't he? Yeah, he, he kind of is. is. I yeah. mean, he, he really... He says it a couple of times. The first yeah. time I thought, have I misheard? But, or he's, like, talking big about as if yes, he were. Yes, yeah, yeah. But he's probably not. Probably but he, not, but, no. he, but he's kind of proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. He wants people to think he's like a bit more than what he is yeah. and not necessarily in a good way. No, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what the general feeling about the IRA was in 1964, but it's probably not much better than in re- more recent Any years. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a bit odd. Yeah. Um, and just his general attitude towards the police is a bit... Yeah, it's a bit rough because, yeah. yeah, like, he's really... I mean, he's get, he's trying to wind Ringo up and bless Ringo. Yes. He's just like, no, they seem really nice. They seem, they seem really nice to me. And yeah. then they're like, Can, would you like a cup of tea, lads? No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> sly. The sly. sly. <laughs> when really he's like the pure sly one, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's a, yeah. He is. He's a mixer, as Paul calls him. A mixer. A mixer. Yes. Yeah, a stirrer. A stirrer and yeah. troublemaker. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sure there's one bit where it seems like Ringo does a Nazi salute. <laughs> oh, apparently, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that, but I did read that. I, I like, wrote oh, it I down. I can't, to time. be fair, I can't remember whereabouts it is, mm-hmm. but I wrote it down because I thought that, no, no, can't do that. No, no. I can't do that at no. all. No. And we know they're only kind of mucking about. Mm-hmm. But again, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about where if that, this was made today, they'd go, yeah, we're cutting that out. So mm-hmm. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that would put them in any kind of negative light they would have got rid of <laughs> i think most of this film would have been cut so most of it yeah that's, <laughs> that's fair. yeah that is fair. i think it'd just be the beatles singing their songs on stage <laughs> yeah it'd be about 20 minutes long and looking like they're being a good boy band dancer in their fan mail for all of about 10 seconds yes and i think that's about it yeah i've put under any other business actually about ringo's um Fan mail. Mm-hmm. Because I remembered there being a story about Ringo and his fan mail right. a few years back, and I had to Google it, and I, I remembered correctly. In 2008, he put a little video out just telling people not to send him anything else. Oh, because he really? Wasn't, yeah, because he wasn't... He was in a bit of a strap, apparently. He's been asked about it since. Right. Um, because it was... Um, you can still see it now. But it's just a little video saying, "I'm not. you send me anything else, you're not getting a reply, I'm not signing anything. Um, peace and love, peace and love, peace and love. Um, I'm begging you not to do this. Please, please, I've please had and love. Yeah. Um, but when he was asked about it, um, subsequently he said that apparently someone had, it, it was someone had sent him a, a what's what's it called, the plate that goes on a guitar underneath the the little hole thing. You can tell I'm a musician, can't you? Uh, <laughs> scratch plate, the scratch oh, yeah. plate. It was uh, <clears throat> it had been sent one of those to sign, but it had, it had just been put on like a. 30 quid guitar oh so someone obviously just wanted him to sign it so they could flog it right okay. um, and he just had a had a day of that of right. just like being sent rubbish to sign mm-hmm. just so just so that just people so can just sell it from it exactly not yeah. because they were fans That's and he had a bad day and he, and he put this uh, this thing out saying don't send me anything anymore i'm not signing anything more you're not getting a reply um yeah yeah Oh, bless him. So that kind of tickled me when, when um, <laughs> in the bit in the film where they turn up with all Ringo's fan mail. Yeah, like, I yeah. can see what, yeah. <laughs> I can see why he was cross. Oh, I think he was like most people's favourite Beatle, I think, wasn't he, Ringo? Because he was yeah. like the sort of like cute one that got picked on yes. <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, true. Uh-huh. Um, I think people did feel sorry for him. He was my favourite yeah. Beatle, but not for that reason. Oh, okay. Just because he was a drummer. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, 
I'm not sure I have a favourite Beatle. Yeah. I crushed hard on him as well when I was a kid. Oh, really? I had a a Ringo crush. But just because he was a drummer as well. Yeah. Yeah, drummer's cool. My favourite Beatle. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. But just being in a band is cool. Yeah, being in a band is awesome. But what I liked about, about the film is that it did... Um, I don't want to say it stereotyped the individual members, but it kind of it, it the playing um, kind of enhanced versions of themselves, mm-hmm. aren't they? So yeah. they've all got the individual personalities, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, you know, like you said, Ringo's the one who's like you know sits at the back and gets picked on. Oh yeah, um, and then you've got George who's kind of sensitive. Yeah, um, he's a cool then, cat as well. Yeah, he's quite yeah, cool exactly. Cat. He's yeah, very he, aloof. That's why he's the one that gets picked to. Try and sell the suits. Yeah. Um, although, to be fair, they'd have any of them, wouldn't they? Well, I've <laughs> yeah, got, I found one, she says. Yeah, I found one. Um, and then John's your kind of cynical. Um, you know, he's cool, but in a different way. Yeah, he's, he's like quite... the bad boy yeah, in a way, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and then Paul's your kind of cheeky, mm-hmm. you know, baby face. Mm-hmm. You know, and they've got they've all got their different yeah. personalities. And I, I, I presume they all did appeal to different, you know, sections. Like take that, I guess. Yeah, I guess. You so. know, everyone's got the favourite take that member. Yes. Oh, that's everyone that... had the favourite Spice Girl. <laughs> did they? <laughs> did they you mean you didn't? <laughs> Not really. Okay, um, Not the lie. fans or the people that um, were targeted mm-hmm. as Spice Girl fans. Right, they all. Hello. Had, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we had our favourite Spice. Girl. Uh, you know what? What do I know? I <laughs> genuinely remember. You know when you just remember making just mistakes. The, the mistakes you make always stick um, more than the, uh, the the correct decisions that you make, don't they? Yeah. Um, and I remember being at uni, first year at uni, and the Spice Girls were everywhere, and Wannabe was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I remember having conversations with people. I went, I don't know what this is supposed to be. The, apparently, it's going to be the next like big thing. Yeah. But have you heard it? It's just a terrible record. Yeah. And it won't get anywhere. <laughs> so. What do I know? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I don't have my finger on the pulse. So there you go. Fair enough. Um, it's about time we got into soundtrack, I think. Yeah. Unbelievably, it got no. It got a, a Oscar nomination for best adapted score, mm-hmm. um, which uh, George Martin didn't win. It was won by uh, My Fair Lady. Right which was adapted by uh, Andrew Preview. <laughs> um, but it got Excellent. no nominations for Best Song. Oh, really? Now, whether there's some kind of rule that it can't... No, there can't be a rule that it, it can't be by an established band, because... You wouldn't have thought so. Hasn't Billie Eilish just won for... Yeah, but um, it, it could be, like, that the rules have changed since possibly. then. Yeah, but... yeah. But literally no nominations for Best Song out of... There's a whole album, right, which okay. is bizarre. Interesting. Yeah, because they can't even say, like, it's best original song because this because A Hard Day's Night was written specifically for exactly. yeah. the film. It was, yeah. Yeah. So, mm. um, maybe unfortunately... Maybe they were just being scoffed at. Maybe. Well, unfortunately, I think 1964 was just a strong musicals year okay. because My Fair Lady was out uh, and also Mary Poppins... Um, which kind of swept the board. Uh, and Chim nice. Chim Chiri won Best Original Song. Oh, did it? It did. Oh, well, that's yeah, okay. Which is a lovely, yeah, yeah, it's a lovely song. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, but yeah, so it was just, unfortunately, it was just out in a bad year, or a good year, Yeah, um, as the case may be. <laughs> Have you got a favourite song out of the film at all? Um, I don't know. I mean, the title track's hard to beat, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I like, in terms of the way that they're performed in the film... I like um, Paul McCartney singing, um, and I love her. Yeah, because it's just such a lovely um, just the way he's, he's just sat by himself, mm-hmm. and um, again going back to the uh, cinematography. And I've put under other film references. Yeah, J.J. Abrams' lens flare. Oh yeah, of course. Because yeah. yeah, it's like, and apparently they wanted to redo it. Really? Because they said, yeah, like for half you know half the song you can't really see properly because of the. Because oh, of the light. No, but it's no, a really that's nice what we meant to yeah, do that. that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in terms of the film, I think I think that's my favourite. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I think Can't Buy Me Love is like one of my favourites. Yeah. Uh, again, I love the title song uh-huh. but Can't Buy Me Love, it just 
makes me want to like just run around run around in a field uh, run around in a field exactly (laughs) i don't think they were going to use that song originally for the for that scene either weren't they gonna it was something slower wasn't it was it something i think was it al crying's yeah you might be right yeah which is another good tune but i think can't buy me love yeah is it fits far more energetic for that scene Yeah. yeah yeah definitely I do love that song anyway. But yeah, it's a good it's a good one for that scene, definitely. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a it's a jukebox musical. It almost, is, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's just it's there to sell the album. Yeah. And sell the album, it does. Yes. <laughs> and presumably the tour. Yeah. You know, because it shows you playing live and mm-hmm. just one massive a massive advert and a massively successful advert at that. Yeah. And one that's still hanging around. Many years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's not count. Those I'm not years. even gonna. Yeah, <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> Thirty-seven, thirty-eight. Quite a while, anyway. Yeah. Um, in under has it dated? Sorry, I miss I missed that one out. Um, and this one came back to me today again. Mm-hmm. When Ringo is is sat reading his book, um, and Paul's grandfather um, says, "Have you no natural resources?" Oh yeah. As in, like, why do you need a book? Yeah. Why can't, you know, go out and do something? or You know, because obviously it's him that encourages him to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, going out, but go I just really thought, wow. <laughs> Again, it's one of those things that, like, it's dated, mm-hmm. but it's but it's still very, very current. Mm-hmm. Because he's telling him off for yeah. just reading a book. Whereas these days, you're actually commended if you're reading a book. <laughs> yeah, and you're not encouraged. playing Candy Crush, you know. <laughs> if you're reading a book, that's a good thing to do. Whereas yeah. you're getting told off and wasting your life reading books. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing. I went to I went giving blood today. Yeah. As an aside. You're a good um, one. I just go for the mint clubs. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Didn't even have an egg. I had to a fruit shortcake, which is under, underestimated oh. biscuit, but you know. Classic. But I'm not kidding. There's now in in the handbook mm. um of, you know what's gonna happen. Oh, you know, yeah negative things that may happen mm-hmm. i'm not kidding yet i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna do this but it just <laughs> it just it horrified me absolutely horrified me um it talks about you giving blood you know some people find don't like the look of needles some mm-hmm. people you know find the sight of blood a little bit off-putting for others waiting to donate can feel boring the following suggestions may help prevent such feelings of boredom or discomfort a good place to start maybe your mobile phone or something to read Feel free to talk or text on your mobile device, listen to music, read, draw or play puzzles or play handheld games. Almost anything you can do to keep your mind busy while you sit quietly with one arm extended is okay. It's okay. We now have to, as a society, we now have to be told what to do if we're experiencing this weird sensation we call boredom. I, I was just horrified by that. Oh, and it made me think about Ringo having no natural resources <laughs> and having to resort to reading a book. Oh, that's so funny. Isn't it? Yeah, it's also it's very terrifying. worrying. He's really, yeah. Like, it, it I'm just going to sit here and be bored because yes. nobody's told me what I, else I can yeah, do other than sit here and be bored. I have a strange bored. sensation and I can't put my finger on what it is. <laughs> but I'll be glad when I'm doing something again. <sighs> terrifying. What have we come to? Also... I feel like they're opening an invitation up there for me to just roll up with a Monopoly board game and you be can like, do "Come anything, on, guys!" As long as you can do it with one arm out, I can play Monopoly with one hand. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you it can set up with a, me. You could set up a ping pong table. Yeah, you? you know, you could have a thirty-minute chess match. Or you something. could. Yeah, if you only could. I knew how to play chess. <laughs> <laughs> and if I did, I'd probably be slightly less learn... good at it after losing a pint of blood. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd learn just from watching Queen's Gambit, but I didn't. Turns out you didn't. No, no. Oh, that's a shame. I know. <laughs> Mind. <laughs> uh, have we got any other film references apart from J.J. Uh, Abrams' uh, lens flare? I mean, I just kind of like picked up, like I mentioned earlier, just on like the sort of other current comedies of its time. Yes, you uh-huh. know, just the Carry On inspirations, yeah, and Benny yeah. Hills and things like that. But no, have you got? Have you go on? Have you picked anything? Well, uh, to me, just like John being in the bath um, mm-hmm. and he's playing with the submarine. Yeah, and he shouts, "Help!" It does. <laughs> Apparently, none of which was like really. No, it wasn't an intentional. No, a thing. yellow submarine was was only. A, yeah. I don't know when was that written. Much much later. A few years later. So yeah, but it's just funny, isn't it? Yeah, but, you it's know, quite there he is. He's playing with the submarine. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got um, Paul's little uh, Hamlet quotation in the mirror. Oh, that this too too solid flesh would break. 
Because um, okay. I think from what people have said, Paul was the one who wanted to be an actor. Right. I think, which you can kind of, you, you can, can imagine that. that being the case. Yeah. 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 Um, and I've written down uh, backbeats. Yeah. Because the way that the different characters are delineated in this, they're not characters, they're real people. Mm-hmm. But it just reminded me of the way that they act in Backbeats. It's almost like in Backbeats, the actors play the Beatles better than the Beatles play themselves. <laughs> and it's made me want to go back and watch that, actually. Fair enough. Because um, I really enjoyed that. But obviously Ringo's not in that. No. Not being the best drummer in the world, or indeed the best drummer in the Beatles, Aww, as that's the joke. It's, it's a joke. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. Picking uh, on my little drummer. <laughs> um, I've written down, can you watch it with your mum? Yes, of course. Absolutely. Although I haven't checked to see if my mum has, has, uh, has watched it, weirdly, which I should do. Yeah, I don't know if... My mum's probably watched it, like, on one of the many times that I watched it at yeah. home when I was little, but I don't think it's the sort of film she'd go out of her way to watch. But is she a Beatles fan? Cause she's I about, don't really know. She's the right generation, isn't she? Yeah, is but she? I think she was, like, more Bay City Rollers. Oh, OK. Yeah. She definitely had a Bay City Rollers thing going on. Yeah. So I don't know if that was over Beatles or right. if she liked them both. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think, that were they a little bit later? Maybe. They might have been a little bit later. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah, because I think your mum's a bit younger than my mum. My mum was in the Beatles fan club. Oh, was she? Yeah, What she did she was. get for her Beatles fan um, club membership? I think she's still got to this day a couple of... Um, oh, look at her face, I don't remember these. Um, <laughs> floppy seven-inch records. Right. So they were like... I don't know why they were floppy. I was going to say they were, floppy. Yeah, they were floppy. They were like they were like soft plastic. Could you play them? Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Now I'm starting to imagine <laughs> I made this up. But no, it's true. Yeah, I don't no know way. why. Maybe they, were, they must have been cheaper to make. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like she, had a couple of, um, she had a couple of fan club oh, um, wow. records. I think we looked it up quite a while ago to see if they were worth anything. Apparently not, because, like, 50 million <laughs> schoolgirls had them at this point and kept in time. Them. Exactly, yeah. Thinking this will be worth something someday. <laughs> um, yeah. So I must, ask, yeah, I must ask her if she's seen the film. But sadly, um, is this a more movie? Not it's even a really little not. bit. It does not. not pass the sexy lamp test. It doesn't pass any of those tests. <laughs> it doesn't. None whatsoever. But as you say, it's a film of its time. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, just take it on face value. Yeah. What it's intended to do, it does. We're not cancelling the Beatles. No, we're not. No, 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 no. No, no. we're not. I, I mean, I did I did write down uh, under worse lines, um, can you talk? <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure how this got nominated for a yeah. <laughs> screenplay, original <laughs> screenplay Oscar. Because, I mean, I, I believe most of it was written down and not improvised. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, some of, some of the dialogue is a bit uh, clunky. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if, like, s- some of those scenes that are set within and the conversations within the television studios yeah. are, like, really taking the mick out of real conversations that have yes. been overheard or that the writer or someone yeah. has maybe actually experienced themselves. That's That's very possible like they're yeah. being talked about even though they're sat there right in the room yeah mm-hmm. and things you know and i think they ask they ask if george harrison can talk yes as well but i think that's because he was known as the quiet beetle <laughs> yeah. and probably people did think you know the, the others did all the talking yeah. for him obviously he was younger wasn't he than yeah. the rest of them so I, I yeah i get it in that mm-hmm. context but yeah you're quite right that probably See, i was. always got the impression that you your man in that scene your fashion uh-huh. trend-setting chap yes um, or the agent for the trends, yes. I should say. I, I always got the impression he didn't know that that was yes. George yeah. Harrison, that he was a Beatle, that he was just taking him as some, like, fresh-faced, model-looking, yeah. random fella off the street. I think you're right. I think you're right, because I think um, his kind of sidekick, at one point, is trying to tell him. Oh, right, OK. It's like, you know, it's... I think he actually mouths at one point. Right. So, yeah, no, you're right, he doesn't. And he's just so far up himself that yes. he just doesn't get no. it and doesn't So I'm not quite it. sure what she means when she says, I've got one. Maybe she just means a young person. Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah, I like always I thought she meant like I've got one of the Beatles. Boy, but, yes, sort of. maybe. Um, but yeah. she clearly seems to know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, is it COVID safe? 
Absolutely not. No. No, all that screaming. Yeah. That's real. That's something that... I don't think they ever specifically banned screaming in the early stages of COVID, <laughs> but I'm pretty certain it comes under singing. I was going to say, as, singing as a high risk definitely banned at some yeah, point. definitely. Uh, my favourite line... <laughs> one of my favourite lines, but instead of putting it under favourite lines, I put it under, is it COVID safe? Stop breathing on me, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, is from that scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have any other business? Because I think I'm, um, I think I'm all businessed out. Well, um, so a question for you. Okay. A little question: If a band that you were a fan of, right, were to make a fictional film, right, okay. so it can be like it can be a bit of fact and fiction, or right. just a completely right. fictional film. Okay. Which of your beloved? favourite bands would you pick to make a film and what genre of film do you think oh they would make? Oh my, that's, that's tricky, that's tricky. Because um, I'm guessing you've you've kind of had all your dreams come true because you've just watched Studio 666, oh haven't you? Oh my goodness, Foo Fighters Studio 666 <laughs> is amazing. And to be fair, it had never crossed my mind, oh I'd love to see a Foo Fighters fictional film yeah but if it had i feel like horror film would have been the perfect it makes sense like comedy horror yeah would have Uh been the perfect film for them yeah my thought when i was thinking about this asking this Uh question to you my thought would be i would like to see muse make a film wow and I want it to be like a A sci-fi yeah like a space opera yes oh my yeah go and see that yeah yeah I'm not because sure. I feel like that'd be right up their street. Yeah, it probably would be. They seem maybe I'm maybe I'm judging them unfairly. They seem a little humourless. I don't know if they'd be completely up for that. Yeah, but I'd still go and see it. It'd be a bit more 2001: A Space Odyssey maybe than yes than Flash Gordon. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'd like to see. Muse in Flash <gasps> in Garden. Flash Gordon. That'd yeah. be so good. That would be good. Um, I mean, U two three D is already on the top hundred. Um, Rotten Tomatoes list. Oh right, okay. So you know that's a concert film. But, yeah. Um, so so yeah, that that that's that's one of my favourite bands, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Well, most of my favourite bands tend to be like little indie bands that nobody's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. So they probably have to be in you know some kind of mumblecore uh, <laughs> indie film that's cost about fifty p. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Hame and Licorice Pizza or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I'd kind of. I don't know. That's a real tricky one. Maybe a bit of bonus content for uh, yeah. for our viewers, our listeners. Yeah, viewers. I'll, I'll have to. I'll, I'll be able to <laughs> if you can see us, something's gone <laughs> yes, terribly definitely. wrong. I've checked the house for cameras. Uh, I don't, I don't think we're, I don't think we're being filmed just yet. Well. I'm skipping to the end. I'm dreaming big. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's a slot in the schedules for <laughs> film related podcasts, so I hear. Um, yeah, whether we're to fill that, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my fav- my favourite bands are all kind of little indie. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe I'd like to see, you know, Turing Breaks in some kind of mm-hmm. mumblecore. Yeah, not even coming of age because they're all my age. In in something like another round, that's what I'd like to see. Okay, some kind of like yeah, middle aged men having some kind of you know, not exactly a crisis, but yeah. uh, you know, one of those kind of uh, life experiences, yeah. midlife reassessment mm-hmm. kind of thing, uh, with with a with an ace soundtrack. Yeah, uh, based on the the new album which is coming out soon. That sounds good. Yeah. I'll watch that. Yeah, definitely. That. Yeah. That's next month's film, so... That's next month's <laughs> We just need to get them to make it quick. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the other, there's there's quite a few other bands that have made uh, films. Haven't I haven't seen the Monkees film. Um, oh, no. Which, apparently, a lot of people think is influenced by Hard Day's Night. Oh, OK. Um, and I was a massive Monkees fan when, I was, right, when okay. I was younger, so, yeah, so maybe I need to, need to see that. Mm-hmm. It has um, made me kind of want to go back and watch, like, other films that I've... Yeah. I mean, ones that I've already seen, but, uh-huh. you know, like, I've not watched Spinal Tap for a while. Oh. But now I just want to watch Maybe Anvil. that. Are we allowed to put that on the list? I think we... I think we can we can crawl by that in. Yeah. I'm sure. I reckon we can yeah. somehow, yeah. I reckon. It's not too Hollywood. Our rules. Our podcast, our it rules. It is, yeah. yeah. Footnote. Turing Breaks, the best band almost no one has heard of, recorded a cover of the Oscar-winning song Chim Chim Cherry in 2011. You see, everything is connected. Sadly, 
Even though Spinal Tap are considered one of England's loudest bands, it is otherwise an overwhelmingly American film and therefore sadly falls outside of our admittedly flexible remit. So we won't be turning it up to 11 anytime soon. Completely lost my train of thought. Oh, sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm just yeah, old so and I forget I, things. It's my fault. I was just talking, yabbering on about like films that I want to go back and watch now yeah. that are like fans <laughs> in films, Spice no, think, Girls and things. What, what, what I was going to say is I just found it really interesting film because the Beatles are almost like cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. You know the the you know you you see. You see the you see them in videos and you see them on the you know get back on uh, on Disney, mm-hmm. um, but to actually see them, you know, not being not being part of the band, yeah, to see them just out and about and doing silly things and whatnot, yeah. I was like, oh wow, because obviously you know, fifty percent of them are no longer with us, mm-hmm. and I just think it's 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 just a nice little it's a document of its time, isn't it? It is, yeah. So yeah. Um, I did enjoy it on that merit. It's not Good. going on my rewatchable list. I'm no, that's fair but, enough. Um, but yeah, but I'm, I'm, but thank you for um, bringing it to my attention. You're very welcome. And, uh, yeah. So it's been it's been a it's been a properly British month. Uh, it really has. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do next month? Well, you know, we're heading towards uh, warmer weather. Hopefully, in May. Think, Maybe oh. we'll need to. Do you think we might be might have to go on to go sunnier climbs? Oh, I think I've got I've got a few ideas. Okay. If if we're if we're taking the podcast on holiday, I've got a couple of ideas. Okay. But you'll uh, you'll you'll have to tune in the next month to find mm-hmm. out. Yep. Come find us again in May. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us and happy Easter. Oh yeah. Don't again. eat too much chocolates. No. What, what am I saying? No. Eat all the eat chocolate. all the chocolates. Eat all, all the chocolates. chocolates. Enjoy. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. <laughs>